Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about cash flow and production with the help of special guest Doug Howard of Remodelers Advantage. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, I'm Tim Fowler and welcome to the show. You know, until you own a business, but maybe not even just in a business, probably in your own personal life, you understand how important cash is. You can spend a lot of money on credit, but if you don't have the cash at some point to back it up, it's pretty hard to pay your bills and cause a lot of stress. So, uh, but certainly in a business, when you have employees and you have vendors, you have suppliers, you have subcontractors, you really need to pay attention to cash flow. Without cash, a company can borrow to stay afloat, but it always costs money. Cash gives everyone a little security. And I think looking at it from a production standpoint, uh, it really helps in terms of keeping your trade contractors and your suppliers on your team. If you get behind with trade contractors and suppliers, they tend not to respond as quickly. And if you pardon the phrase, you can buy a lot by paying your bills on time and as quickly as possible, even though you may not have collected money from the client yet. Unfortunately, a lot of business owners uh, don't share financial information with their team. I've had business owners tell me things like, you know, Tim, they don't have anything to do with the cash flow. And I look at them and go like, I think you're supremely wrong. I think they have everything to do with the cash flow. So, this, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this show today is to try to get it across to people that uh, it's really important to have everybody on board. Now, Doug is uh, part of our team at Remodelers Advantage, and he visited one of my roundtable meetings and spent about an hour or so sharing some cash flow information with the uh, members that were there. And I just thought it was incredibly good. So I wanted to get Doug on the show and have this conversation with him. One of the things I like about Doug, and he gives a really fresh perspective to many, many things. He's not blinded by uh, preconceived notions about what ought to happen in a, quote, remodeling business, because ex his experience is not specifically in remodeling. It's in business in general. And so uh, I'm really excited to have him on the show. We don't necessarily want to have the production team knowing everything about the financial situation of a company but we certainly have to bring them in on some of the decisions that are made about cash flow. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that registration is now open for the second annual production conference. Last year was a huge success selling out a month before the date. Well, this year we're doing it again, and it's being held Thursday, September 27th in New Orleans. It's a full day of information sessions, breakouts, and networking with other remodeling production professionals. Oh, and best of all, you get to hang out with Tim. If you're interested, go to www.productioncon.com for more information, or you can get the link from the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So, Tim, cash flow is, you know, it's kind of that challenge that 
I think is at the core of so many companies either starting out or even, you know, accelerated in their career. And it's really the awareness, being present with your money. Um, where did you, when did you start to really make that uh, connection with the production and cash flow and how it's influenced? Oh, this is going to be really embarrassing. You weren't supposed to ask me that question, but it really was since I got out of the field and into consulting. And as I talked with uh, companies all over the country and they're, you know, they're struggling with lots of different aspects of the business. And, and like I suggested in the, in the preamble there that, you know, most of it from my perspective was just how do you pay people on time and also reassure your team that, uh, they're going to get paid. I think that's a big part of it. Well, without further ado, let's introduce Doug Howard. He is the Director of Consulting Services for Remodelers Advantage, having joined the team in 2017. Doug is an entrepreneur and small business consultant with over 25 years of success in leading organizations, starting new organizations, and assisting client companies as they start up and grow. He specializes in helping small and medium-sized businesses plan, and implement the strategies that lead to successful and rapid growth. Today, he is working with remodelers across the country in areas such as budgeting, cash flow, growth, process improvement, profit enhancement, and succession planning. Welcome to the show, Doug. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, this is so exciting for me because um, I know at our roundtable meeting, you shared a very specific example of how sort of it came to your light, I guess, the light came on for you about how important it was, particularly for the production manager to be involved in the cash flow problem. So just give us a rundown of uh, that scenario and and how that came to light and why why the light bulb came on for you. Sure, Tim. So the, the project that I was working on was one of the first I worked on with Remodelers Advantage uh, was someone that had a, a going business, a growing business, but all of a sudden had some real cash flow issues. And there were lots of reasons why they came about. But the immediate thing we were trying to do was basically address those and get things flowing again. Because uh, as you said, when the money stops flowing, uh, it's hard to get people motivated to stay on jobs and do projects and ship material and things like that. And you know, in my experience with other businesses, if you have a cash flow issue, you go out and sell something or maybe you go out and collect some money that's owed to you or a whole host of different things. And every time we went down one of those paths, the response was, well, we don't get that, though, until the work is done, until we hit that stage of the project and we get the next draw. Um, and so it became pretty obvious that, well, if that's the trigger for everything that's going to drive cash flow, what are those stages? What are those draws? What's the schedule look like and what's holding us up? And at that point, I realized, well, it's not about selling um, although in the long run that helps, and it's not about really collecting what's outstanding. It's about the flow of production, keeping up with um, the demand for cash in the business uh, to cover overhead and keep things moving. And so when, the, when that realization hit, we started having a lot more discussion with the production side of the house, with the folks that were involved in driving those activities, first to get their understanding of what the production a schedule was likely to yield even in terms of draws to know what, what we should expect. And then after that, to look at it and say, well, if that's not where we need to be, how do we, how do we impact that? So that was really the realization. So one of the things that I've realized in working with a lot of companies is when you're talking to production people, you're, you're, and you start talking about 
what have you produced? They always think in terms of physical product. Well, we just finished the framing or we just finished the roofing or something like that. They almost never think in terms of dollars and cents. And to me, the cash flow problem is at least in part the challenge of getting production people to think in terms of what really matters is how much money came in as a result of finishing the framing. Because that's that's a shift in thinking for all production people, and particularly, I think, for people in those positions like the production manager. Because it doesn't matter what we build. It matters really what we collect the money for. Right. Well, and I think, too, that one of the things is sometimes it's challenging because if we lose a day or we have a delay, on some level, it seems like that's really not a problem because the work is still there. You know, we didn't lose the job. We didn't lose the opportunity to do the work. But the challenge is, is that each day's cash flow has to cover a certain amount of overhead. And we may not have lost the work, but we may have lost the day and we don't get that back. And so when there's only so many working days uh, and so much capacity that a company has, keeping that cash flowing is all about what are the things that are interrupting it? Why are we waiting? What's holding us up? Why didn't we get that material or that inspection and those kinds of things? And, you know, I've heard you talk a lot about getting to the root cause and, and repeatedly asking why to get to what that root cause is. When you're standing uh, on a job site and there's not an inspector there, obviously you can't create one. If the material's not there, it can't come out of thin air. But somewhere up the line in that process, there was something that could have been done or should have been done to make sure we don't get in that situation in the first place. The, the other challenge, I think, that really with cash flow in this particular business, uh, is, as you all know very well, is that things happen uh, more slowly in terms of when you can have some new activity that actually starts generating cash. So by that, I mean if, if I have a, I'm having a slow month in my pizza shop, I can run a special, I can stay open later, I can introduce a new uh, flavor of pizza, right? right? But if we make that next sale in remodeling, we know it could be 8, 10, 12 weeks before we're even seeing really any flow other than maybe an, additional, an initial deposit. So one of the things that we've really focused on with folks is we've got to look at that length of time, whatever that length of time is from when someone signs on the dotted line to when you're actually getting draws for production is the same length of time we need to look at for cash flow because you may not be able to generate much during that interim period of time, even if something really great happens today. Does that make sense? So, yeah, so that that's, makes perfect sense. So just to clarify something and just make sure uh, we're not leading somebody down the wrong road here, uh, what's the danger of always relying on the next sale for your cash flow problem? Well, you know, the interesting thing about that is, you know, let's say we have a, a $300,000 job and we're going to have a 30% profit margin on it. You know, that means at the end of the day, when this is all done, if we do really well and everything happens the way it's supposed to, we're going to have $90,000 that's going to come out of it. If those first few draws go to pay for something that I have left unpaid from a prior job or from overhead, well, the reality is that I'm going to continue to do that job and not be contributing anything to running the company, meeting the overhead, paying the owner. And that's if everything goes perfectly well. So as long as things keep selling and keep moving along, there's no hiccups along the way, companies can look like they have a decent cash flow. 
um, and it doesn't really show itself as a problem. Where it comes up as a problem is if anything slows down. So one month we have just a few fewer jobs get started, or we have a little bit of a delay in that big job that was going to start on August 1st, and now it's going to start on August 18th. And it's not the end of the world in that sense. Uh, eventually we're going to get it. But what it means is we've had an interruption in that flow and there's not another pocket for us to get that money from. Okay. So let's, let's go back to the production side of this thing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some of the decisions that, that you have seen or seeing or can envision, if you will, that are made by production people, whether it's a production manager or a project manager that that's going to impact cash flow. And I guess I'd like to start with the positive and then we'll kind of, bleed over to some of the negative decisions, but what are some of the positive ways in which a field guy, a production guy, gal can positively impact cash flow? Sure. And I think there are a lot of things. One is really how successfully the company has a process to get that next job up and running. Um, you know, the length of time between closing out the end of a job and getting ready to start that next job, the less downtime there is, that can have a huge impact on, on cash flow. So a lot of that is, you know, proper planning and sequencing and, and those kinds of things up front. I think another thing that really helps is making sure that those types of things that can cause delays, there's some proactive activity. One of the things we're seeing right now, because things are getting busier, is that maybe inspectors that were easier to get scheduled, it's a little more challenging because there's a lot more work out there. So We've got, to, we've got to move that up a little bit. when we, Or if we're working in a particular jurisdiction where we know it's a little more challenging, we change that process. Or if we know something's going to need a, a variance or something unusual, um, you know, then those processes have really got to be things like uh, way out ahead, much earlier in um, the planning. But then even just the day-to-day -day stuff, I think really looking at the, um, you know, first of all, making sure that we're, we're triggering a cash payment at the beginning of a phase. You know, sometimes if we're stuck with something, another phase can begin. Um, and so I think what people are starting to realize is when we're asking the production folks, you know, what can we do with that? Or if we're going to have a delay on something, is there something else that we can sequence in even from another job? Um, then, you know, those decisions really change. If we're making those decisions without cash as a factor, you may come to one set of conclusions, Someone that really is looking at what that projection looks like and making sure that um, if there's an opportunity to slide something forward, production managers and, uh, can make a huge impact on what the cash flow is uh, for, the, for the business owner. So, Doug, um, you know, so some of the rules like when you talk about uh, paying off debt, the first rule is don't go into debt. Uh, when we look at cash flow and, and you've, you know, you're behind the eight ball and you're seeing that schedule's slipping – you know, what do you think, and you just discussed some strategies of uh, ways that you can kind of make up ground, but uh, move, by moving inspections, uh, what what is the best way to communicate this to the production manager? Is this through meetings and are there checklists involved? You know, what are the best ways to get the production manager involved? So I think meetings are always good, especially if they're focused on the right thing, because two-way communication is really important. And I think people feel much more engaged in the process if, if that's the way it goes. Um, there are some really uh, simple, matter of fact, we have a cash flow template we make available to folks um, that really is a very simple way to look at these are all the jobs, these are the dates that we're expecting draws, 
and the vocabulary sort of becomes we don't want anything to slide to the right, right? We don't want anything to go from this week into next week uh, if that's avoidable. And at the same time, if it is, we certainly want to communicate that throughout the organization because communication is a big deal. If we know that that job's going to have a delay, then we may hold off on doing something on the payment side. But if we pay a big bill and then someone the next day says, oh, yeah, by the way, that draw for the Harrison project isn't going to come till next Wednesday, well, sometimes you can't get that payment back. That would have been good information to know two weeks out. What I'm finding is the further you can look out with good information, the more options you have, which is not surprising. So um, one of the things that I've noticed is we talked a little bit about material suppliers and inspectors, but trade contractors are super busy now as well. And they have this tendency of either missing the appointment or uh, giving us a date and then they can't show for that date and so forth. And so I've been talking to a lot of project managers and lead carpenters that just have real trouble holding trade contractors responsible or accountable, if you will, for the commitments that they make. So that's one of those sort of negative things that, that I see that uh, field staff just has trouble with and doesn't think about it in terms of, if I don't get this plumber in here, we're going to have a cash flow problem. We think of it more from if I don't get the plumber going, I can't, you know, get this done. So what are some other things maybe that are decisions that are made out there that are kind of negative on the cash flow? Well, yeah, I think, you know, anything that relates to any delay in the, in the job itself, uh, whether it's someone waiting for selections to be made so a certain phase can't be started or, uh, material that's not right, that's delivered, you know, the, we get the wrong thing in. And again, it's it's not that it creates a disaster for the project, but by the time we get the wrong set of cabinets and send them back and get the right set of cabinets, we're seeing that on the production side. What the business owner is seeing is that they can't get that next draw, and they're watching that go from one week to the next, moving to the right. Um, but what's not moving is the expenses they have to pay. And so all of a sudden, cash gets very tight very quickly. So really, any, any delay along the way. The other thing is, is, again, I think a big part of it is communication, is making sure that, you know, boy, if I know something, or even if I'm a little bit concerned about something, let me put out that on the radar. Because the other challenge is, in this industry, we have very few transactions, and they're all very big relative to the overall size of the company. So you might have a you know, $65,000 draw on a project in a month. And that draw may be, you know, a big part, maybe all in some cases of what you're going to have come in for revenue that month. Well, that moving out a week or two may leave you with very few options for the payroll you have to make in between. So I think um, that's another big uh, part of it as well. The other thing is sometimes when stages don't get finished, and I know we encourage folks to um, have the beginning of the phase be the trigger, but not everybody has that situation. Sometimes just getting something to that next point, that holdup, um, leaves money sitting out there. And, and even at the end of jobs, I'll have people, when I look at their receivables, and say, well, you've got some money out there. You could improve your cash flow. Well, that's the one thing where we still haven't gotten this last piece finished yet, or we're still we're in you know conflict over some um, disagreement or something like that. Um, those la and I know uh, you have lots and lots of strategies, Tim, that you work on to make sure you don't get to the end of the job and have those situations. <laughs> right. But right. but I think 
a lot of times on the production side, we're thinking about it more from the, you know, hassle of still having to deal with it or having to, uh, you know, apply people to it or time. The owner's sitting there saying, there's still 10% sitting out there or there's $6,000 I need to go get and they can't go get it. So I have to tell a little story on myself. I was in a meeting when I was a production manager and there was a doorknob that still had to be put on. And I was thinking about how inconvenient it was for me to have to go to that place and put the doorknob. And we're sitting in the meeting and the client owed us like 10 grand on the job for a doorknob. And so the salesman jumped up and said, give me the doorknob. I'll go put it on and collect the money. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that was a big, uh, you know, forceful input to me that says, look, you know, it's not just about finishing the job. It's about getting that money and making sure it's collected. I think one of the other delays that happens, and this, again, it just recently came to my thinking, was that when we do large change orders, it will very often change the uh, flow of the job and set back a start payment by a couple of weeks. And we don't often think about the fact that this is going to delay that $65,000 draw by a couple of weeks. Are we going to get enough money into the bank to make sure we can pay for things. And so I think that's another aspect of this where everybody involved, including management and including the production staff needs to know and understand that these, these delays that hit us are not just about delaying the job, but are about delaying the, the um, money coming in as well, the cash flow. Mm-hmm. So what's the general rule, just getting back maybe a little more to a business aspect, and we'll start uh, drawing things to a close here, but what's the general rule for good cash flow? What's, what's the good, a good amount of money to have in the bank in terms of making sure we've got enough to take care of this? I always like to look at a three-month window. I mean, ideally, if you have three months of overhead expenses in, in the bank, you know, you've got some room to work with. Um, that time frame also seems to coincide with not not exactly with some, but but in general, uh, you know the time it takes to get a project into production. So I think that's um, you know can be a good time frame. In terms of amount, I also think people need to look at uh, where there are likely interruptions along the way. Um, and so uh, again, if they can look out for that couple of week window, maybe ten twelve weeks, um, that's probably where they they need to be. The other thing is, and you made a good point, sometimes a very good thing can cause a cash flow problem. And having the access to cash, uh, which sometimes can be you know, a line of credit, I, I totally agree we don't want to be operating out of debt. Um, but you know, sometimes something that can accommodate maybe just a hurdle, although the telltale, telltale sign of that should be as you're doing that project and you're using maybe that line to get the material or to get through that period of time, you should also see that get completely paid off as that project progresses. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's probably, you know, depending on the size of the business, um, really more related to covering several months worth of uh, operating costs. So as we wind up, do you have any tips at all for a business owner that might be listening to this to say, to be able to communicate to his team why he has to have $400,000 in the bank that, uh, you know, just seems like, Wow, that's way too much money. Any any thoughts on how to communicate that from a business perspective to employees? Sure. Well, I think what I like to do is make sure that first of all they are aware that there is, you know, uh, a cash flow to the business and how the numbers flow. So to know that we have 
say, $50,000 a month in overhead. That's a good number, whatever the number is, for people to know in the company. To understand roughly what our profit margin is and translate that to cash to say, you know, for for every dollar that we bring in, you know, only so much of it goes to the things we need. And that's why these need to be um, the numbers that we're, we're getting. But at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to sharing with them what those needs of the organization are and um, making sure that that's being related to the to the individual jobs. And uh, I've been very impressed with what production folks have been able to do. They know best how to impact the things that can help impact the cash flow. For the most part, what it, I think it comes down to is them either not thinking about it that way or not having had access to the information they need to know where to best contribute. Well, Doug, thank you so much once again for joining us today. It's fantastic information for all listeners, both owners and all of the production staff. So we wish you continued success, of course, and look forward to having you again back on the show in the future. Sure. Thanks for having me. Okay, Tim, another fantastic show. I think we're sensing a trend with most of the uh, episodes here, and that is getting everyone involved. (laughs) That's for sure. And, uh, You know, it's a little bit subtle, but it is so critical that business owners uh, really educate their production staff, particularly the primaries like project managers and production managers, about what it costs to run the business, um, what impact they have, what does a day mean? And uh, Mm -hmm. most everybody doesn't know. They don't know what that means in terms of the ability to spend or to, to pay the bills or to even just see a profit. And so it's a critical, uh, critical thing to have everybody involved. Yeah, I think so many times we look at cash flow as something that it's on the defensive end and we have everybody on the defense, but it's about getting the production staff on the offense and helping them help you uh, with both prevention and just you know helping cash flow across the board. So one of the things that, that I just want to reemphasize here that Doug said, and it kind of went by pretty fast was just the idea of getting rid of waste. And it doesn't really matter whether it's out on the job site. We, we harp on the lumberyard runs and the waste of materials and blah, 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 blah. But there's waste in so many places, just getting a job up and running efficiently and quickly, uh, making sure that materials and selections are made in a timely way. So people aren't, waiting for them or making a mistake in ordering them, uh, finishing a job quickly. You do the math on that, baby, and there's huge waste at the end of a job when people are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so cash flow really is about waste because waste eats up cash. Uh, well, they say it eats it for breakfast. So <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the thing that I got out of it most. And uh, I think that's where we have to focus on, particularly as production people, because there is a lot of waste on job sites. And so from what you knew before and uh, what you'll talk about in your consulting moving forward, do you have one kind of lesson that you'll bring to the groups Well, I think the big one uh, has been recently for me is the change order impact. Mm. But this whole idea of waste, I think just looking at it and really trying to get people to focus more on cash flow. One of the things that I've tried to do with my consulting is to, to get production managers to think in terms of how much has to be produced each quarter. 
for us to be able to hit the targets as opposed to, hey, let's work hard and get some stuff done. And then, you know, we'll see what how it ends up. Yeah, that's that's not good. And I think that's a, a, a big thing for companies. Yeah, and just always being aware of the value of the time during the project. So, yes. Well, once again, we want to thank Doug Howard for joining us today. And we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, we're helping the bottom line through production training. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.